Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the RPG Academy podcast. This is part two of our trial, though it's not a technically a the trial, but it's a trial of Shadow of the Demon Lord. This is a one-shot game that took too long, so now it's a two-shot game. We are going to continue and hopefully complete the introductory module, Survival of the Fittest. Uh, it has been heavily edited based off of what the characters were doing and me trying to just make things a little bit more interesting. So if you've read that module, you might recognize parts of what's happening. In addition, we are level leveling up to level one. We were only about halfway through the module. A couple reasons for that. One, because they were all going to die. And two, since we want to give it an idea of if this game is the one we want to use, I thought having the experience of both zero level and first level would make it an easier test for us. And then the last thing we are doing differently, we're adding a player. Brad, who was not able to make it for the first part of the two-part one-shot, has returned, so we will be adding his character in shortly. Uh, but before I do that, we'll go around the table once again, introduce yourself and the character that you're playing. So I'll start here to my left. I'm Laughing Joker. I'll be playing as Cyrax. He is a clockwork who spent the last two years underwater, walking to the shore, and then. Oh, short- I thought you meant your like mortgage crashed or something. <laughs> Horrible. Edit that out. <laughs> I got um, to pop on that one. We're, we're going to be famous for the uh, two shot podcast. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. I picked up a bastard sword, and I plan on doing a lot of damage with it as a fighter. Yeah, this is uh, Nick at Crispy Nine Five One on Twitter playing uh, Colton. I'm a human. Uh, with a magic background and a militia background and uh, a devil in nature or something. I also have a uh, newborn that may or may not be my own name, Victor. In the interim between almost dying in the first game, I have um, uh, come into one with my uh, magic in the first level. And I've taken on some time magic and arcana spells. I'm Brad at Force and Destiny on Twitter. I'll be playing Torin Forgehammer, a dwarven priest of the dwarven ancestor gods he began his life as a cut purse burglar and eventually found faith and became a priest and this is travis at not our travis i am playing a character named rook he is a uh, changeling rogue he has a spy background and everybody totally believes he's a human you're doing such a good job at that everybody falls for it uh this is ryan or teleporta on twitter i will be playing bork the uh, the small wiry goblin who is a fence. We don't know what kind of fence. Uh, I go with picket. Yeah, picket probably. <laughs> he's a, he's we'll a picket see. fence. Yeah. Although he's not much of a, a meat shield, but uh, I will be a rogue style. I'm a little sneaky bastard, basically. Excellent. <laughs> and I'd like to talk in third person. And uh, <laughs> as a way of recap, all of your characters minus Brad. Uh, we're on a caravan that was heading through the old wood. It was a shitty caravan. You didn't want to be on it, so don't feel too much. <laughs> toward the small hamlet of Fletcher's Rest. That's where I got my sword. It's a very tiny village out in the middle of nowhere. But uh, you were beset by bandits, and each of you fled into the woods. And by happenstance, you all sort of fled in the same direction. And that's how you began this adventure, trying to find your way towards Fletcher's Rest. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Yeah. You ran into... Uh, some bandits. Hmm. Uh, you were then attacked by some mongrel, sickly wolves. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of that. No, but, you don't yeah. remember a whole lot yeah. of that. Uh, you <laughs> you went back to where the caravan was, which was set up for an ambush. Uh, you were able to fight off uh, additional bandits and find a healing kit, which th- allowed you to stabilize Colton. And uh, then you made your way back up the ro- road towards Fletcher's Rest. You realize that the larger force of the bandits was about to ambush you again. 
So you set up a diversion. You then sort of went around them into the woods. Uh, you went through a field of like sulfuric gas, which for some reason didn't affect any of you. Uh, <laughs> and then as night was approaching, you started hearing sounds from behind you. And uh, you came upon this little quaint cottage in the middle of the forest, which seemed sort of anachronistic, like it didn't really seem to belong there. And an old woman beckoned you inside, said, quickly, hurry, hurry, you're in danger. She had lots of candy. She had lots of candy um, and saggy boobs. <laughs> that, yeah. That was could've, all, that was all my Could have done without that visualization, <laughs> but you know. So you all ran inside her tiny cottage. She slammed the door shut. And then as by peeking out the, the door, like the little window in the door, you could see what appeared to be some sort of like werewolf creature stalking outside. But she mentioned that it couldn't see you as long as you were inside the cottage and you remained quiet. And so that is where we ended last session. I'm not going to let her nurse the baby. I wouldn't. You shouldn't put a baby on the floor. <laughs> so the older woman turns around and says, you guys will be safe tonight. Stay, stay here. Just be calm. I'll fix you some breakfast in the morning. But I just I need everybody to be kind of quiet. If you make up too much noise, then he might be able to see past my glamour. And then we would all be in danger. Bork will hide behind the legs of one of the tall humans. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You mean you men, but yeah. No, he's hiding behind me. Oh, okay. Ma'am, we'll, st- we'll try and stay quiet, but we're only human after all. <laughs> she sort of looks at you knowingly and says, of, of course. Uh, we actually have another visitor who's also resting up. Uh, you guys will have to, to double bunk up with him uh, in our two guest rooms. But it- Saggy tits halfway house. <laughs> I call I call top bunk, <laughs> and uh, and she starts leading you, um, leading you back like this little short hallway. There's a couple of guest rooms. On one of them, you see a a dwarf snoring loudly, just sawing logs like crazy. She goes to sort of touch Colton's arm, <laughs> and and you react because of the bite. And, and she, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull the baby away from her, and she like reacts like very violently, actually not violently, but very st- startled. And she goes like, "Were you bitten?" What what bit you? What what? What your business? I don't actually remember. She did, you I did almost die that fight, so <laughs> she'll look to the others. What bit him? This is very important. Some type of diseased wolf bit him, ma'am. And I'm gonna and Cyrax will continue to look out the window because he doesn't sleep, so he doesn't care about the guest bedrooms. The wolf his skin was sloshing off. Slo- slothing. Slothing oh. off. And exploded like a powder keg when I shot him with fire. I, I, it's like pustule. I need to see that wound. You are in great danger. Sure. Let I her mean, hold the baby while she I looks guess, at it. Well, we... <laughs> um, she, she just put the baby in the little claims oven. fingers if Colton dies. Okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you can look at that. All right, so she'll, like, kind of pull yes, and push please. her sleeve back. And she ah, sees ah. the wound, and she just sort of gingerly touches it. And then she puts a hand on your forehead. Like oh, you, this is not well. You you are in grave danger. But <laughs> like I wasn't already. We, yeah, we I can't pretty do much. <laughs> supposedly I died, but you know, we Bork can't get do anything two for one snack. He licks his lips. Oh jeez, down Bork. I I would suggest you not put your Stick teeth or lips on this one. It probably not affect Bork. Would not wager myself on that. My intelligence is only nine, so he doesn't know better. <clears throat> so she looks over at Cyrex. You can you can come away from the door. We are safe as long as we are quiet. Has the werewolf left? Yes, it wandered back into the woods. Okay, well, once that happens, then I'll go over and join everybody, and I'll tell everybody that it's left. Scanning, at, standing at the window, just scanning back and forth. So scanning, I say to I say to scanning. her, I say so. 
you have some pretty strong magic for it not to be able to see us. How do you do that? What uh, trickery is this? It, it is a, a simple glamour that I've learned. Uh, you're not surviving the old woods without some tricks. That's true. I've heard of these magics that make things appear to be different than the, what they seem. There is much in the world that people will see if they only look. This is true. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things where if you like know it's there, you might be able to see it, but it's sort of like always in the corner of your eye. And if you look at it, it's, it's not there. It's gone. Yeah. So uh, she'll make up a couple bunks for you quickly. Uh, again, one of you will be doubling up with the uh, with the dwarf. The other two can sleep together. And I, I already have the baby, so I'll you just know. sit by the fire. Okay. Uh, she does bring Colton like a, a bowl of uh, hot uh, wine with some herbs and spices in it. And she tells you to drink it, and it, it will help stave off the effects of the wolf bite. <coughs> oh. Bork will actually forego a bed, and he'll probably curl up like on a skin next to the fire in the main room. Because, you know, he's a goblin, and he's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the night passes without incident. Cyrax, since you don't sleep, you're just kind of sitting there. You do hear the old woman come in and check on Colton several times. So either she's a very light sleeper or she didn't sleep at all, but like every couple hours. She, she can take care of the baby for me too. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So then she'll take care yeah. of the baby yeah. as well. She mm -hmm. puts it in a box on the wall that gets warm and uh, <laughs> she just sets it on a, like a little tray and just slides <laughs> it in there. And shakes closes it Closes up the box. <laughs> she said something about breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> she said breakfast is going to be delicious. Yeah. Bork hears all this and he's panting and Smoke licking his lips in his yeah. sleep. Like seven o'clock in the morning, though that doesn't make a lot of sense. Basically, as as dawn is rising, the front door there's like a a jiggle at the handle. I go up to it and I look out the people. There is an there's an old man, like seventy years old, it's uh, her husband, and he's wearing just like like Hulk after transformation pants. He's like holding these shredded clothes around his waist, just kind of almost like the walk of shame, standing at the door, and he's sort of like confused as to why the door is locked. Okay, seventy-year-old man in the walk of shame. I, I unlocked it. I hard to get around. <laughs> I unlocked the door and I let him in. All right, he he starts to take a step in. Edna, and then he looks up. You're not Edna. Well, actually, you're short. He looks down. Yeah. Edna, you're not Edna. I'm Cyrax. Pleasure to meet you. What happened? Who are you? Why are you here? I think you transformed last night and you were locked out, uh, and now you're back. Good to see you. He seems somewhat startled and confused, and then the, the your older, wife's in the back. The other woman kind of comes around and she shuffles up very quickly and ushers him in and sort of starts consoling him, like it's okay, it's okay, you didn't hurt anybody. And she leads him back into the to the bedroom. About half an hour passes, and all of you kind of wake up independently of each other, and just you all find yourself waking up or gathering at the same time. And Cyrax doesn't care that he changed and everything, so he's not going to tell anybody. He just stands there, he looks outside, makes sure everything's clear, and then he goes back to the fireplace. I'm going to eat breakfast. What are, what are we having? Baby? Can I, we have baby? I'm I'm going to ask her how far away we are from Fletcher's Rest. You could probably be to Fletcher's Rest in a day, maybe a day and a half, but you're not going to Fletcher's Rest, at least not if you want that one to live. I don't care. Okay, we can leave we, him here. We, yeah. can Hold on, this, this sounds, like, this sounds like a whole other uh, one shot here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't make it to Fletcher's rest. The dwarf is among you. you. You wake up to see a bunch of strangers in the home that you've been living in for the last couple of days. Mm, new faces. Hello. Hi. Greetings, dwarf. I'm Cyrax. I'm about four foot tall. <laughs> you're, and, uh, you're describing your height to the I'm, dwarf. I'm a clockwork. You're, you're about on height with the dwarf. 
Yeah. Probably. Ah, You're like, I, I'm, I'm four foot tall and you put your hand out to where your head would be. <laughs> exactly. I'm, four, I, I'm like, about this tall. So he, um, he's just a clockwork that's made out mm. of stone. Yeah, well, Scribing Torn, he, he's a, uh, I think a fat friar who's about four feet tall, big long beard, terribly dressed, well, I guess rattly dressed, you know, traveling clothes, very worn, um, and a stick. And that's pretty much... It's, and a stick? He has a stick. Oh, he has a stick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bork will be rubbing one eye, and the other eye you see, like, the other side of his face, you see a smile. Uh, and he's, like, excitedly waving his hand. Bork! Bork! Hi! Uh, did someone say pork? We're having pork for breakfast? Ah, wonderful. No, old lady say we have baby for breakfast. Bork hungry. Uh, n- uh what? No, not the baby. Oh. So what brings Torin to the cabin in the woods? What brought us to this cabin in the woods is, you know, also a good question. But Just luck. Yeah. You were on your death throes and we brought you here. Yeah. yeah. And the scent of candy. Well, Despite me uh, not eating. It's an interesting story, really. I was traveling up towards, uh, towards Fletcher's Rest when I was waylaid by both bandits and this mangy dog wolf. I managed to fend them off, but... Unfortunately, they got a, a nasty, uh, nasty bite in here towards the throat area, and I lost consciousness. But I woke up, and Miss Edna was kindly tending to my wounds. So, as you guys are conferring this, she is uh, finishing breakfast. It's uh, eggs, uh, some sort of like fried chicken steak type of thing, it's starting to smell very, very good. Homemade biscuits and. Uh, some porridge for the baby. Yeah, porridge and some no, gravy. No barbecue baby? No barbecue baby. No she's, por- trying to, she's trying to plump you guys up so that she can feed you to her husband. <laughs> What's her husband's name? Uh, Henry. Henry, excellent. Henry the Wolf. So Henry uh, and Edna. So as you're telling that story, that's when she, she sits down and says, unfortunately, I used the last of my supplies to keep our dwarven friend here from oh. being afflicted. So I'm currently... Out of supplies. That sucks. And that is why your friend Colton is in danger. Always the fuck. What can dogs. I do to repay your generosity? You can help me out. You're injured? I was barely bitten by the same mangy creature. Mm. Are there <laughs> local herbs <laughs> or something we could get for you or may- something maybe? There are two remedies that I know of within distance to our cabin. You have probably two to three days at the most before you will succumb to the bite. And at that point, it'll be. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's more like it's more like eh. yeah. So well, that's either we need a sounding a ghost touch blade to I cut have... away the flesh, okay, or there is Stab a him with my blade and make him a ghost. There's a red capped <laughs> mushroom that grows in a particular part of the forest that will aid me, but there are denizens that guard that area that are very deadly. And what would they be? Uh, I believe the common folk call them ghouls. You, where would we where would we go about finding a ghost touched blade? There is a, an area of the forest where a, a massacre occurred many years ago and it is not uncommon to see ghosts roaming there at night, but you would have to stay in the forest during the night and there's no guarantee you would see bag them. one of the ghosts and then force it to touch a blade. Uh, you just need to pass your blade through its uh, ethereal form. Oh, yeah, and ghosts don't like that, I think the docile fungus sounds like a better option for us. I would agree. (laughs) But the blade... Hold on, dwarf, what are you... What are you talking about? Well, (laughs) I... Or we could let you die. (laughs) (laughs) Are you coming with us? He's wanting to go to Fletcher's Rest with us. 
We might as well all travel together. The old woods is no place for do whatever I can to travelers. Keep Brad from joining the party. <laughs> it's like Liam here. He's party blocking him. Plus, it's, it's his fault that you're that, that she doesn't have any herbs, so you're basically yeah, screwed. So yeah, you might as well let him make up for it. If we do get, uh, I don't think that's how it works. But I was willing to <laughs> make up no, for it anyway. Yeah, dwarves always taking everything <laughs> like it's theirs and showing up using all the damn herbs. Just had to get bit. This is inconsistent like with uh, how I believe. <laughs> I do not believe it's my fault. <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute my own. Yes. I mean, why? Son, I understand. I'm being indignant about this. I understand. I have a small child to take care of that may or may not be my own. What am I going to do with Vincent if I die? So it's important Victor. that you live. So <laughs> the church will take care of it. Victor. Just change poor little Victor's name. I can't. I think I haven't gotten it's, enough it's, sleep to even remember Victor's name. It's the bite. It's already affecting yes. your mind. Yeah. My cognizance. He's losing yes. his mind. Bork take Victor. No. The yeah. Edna, how do we get to this mushroom? The benefit of going for the mushroom is it's much closer. You can be there and back easily within the daytime. But I how do, is that fun? Though? I do say that that would be the more dangerous option. However, the if we daytime's get, more dangerous, the ghouls are very deadly and no. very territorial. They will not let you take their mushrooms. If we get the ghost touch blade, that's a more permanent solution. Yeah, for, by lopping off his arm. Well, for Edna. What? Well, she takes uh, in people bit by the werewolf. Well, if she wasn't married to the guy, she wouldn't have that the issue. The werewolf is <laughs> not the diseased creature, though. Maybe. Maybe. What do you mean, wasn't married to the guy? Oh, you hey, weren't She's married yet. to Henry. He's a fine man. If <laughs> a bit raggedy and clothing. A fine fur coat on him at night. He's <laughs> <laughs> very, he's very Well, he does not subscribe to the Dollar Shave Club. He has been disappearing at night. Hmm. What do you know? Well, I think that he's the uh, werewolf. He came in this morning with a bunch of tattered clothes. I have tattered clothes. Okay. But yours don't look like they were ripped off by muscles. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a fairly muscular individual. I could rip my clothing off if I chose to. Do it. It becomes Magic (laughs) Mike. I really don't. Torrent XXL. You all want to see this belly? It's magnificent. This is I'm, a very strange I'm, I'm, episode. I'm ready of... to leave for the mushroom now. <laughs> I really want him to tear his clothes off so he can all see what his charisma score is. <laughs> whip out his charisma? No, don't whip out what, your what, charisma. Uh, you you want to see. What do you guys think we should do? Go for the mush with the ghouls? Or go for the, the Bork, ghost no, like sound ghost. with Bork, ghosts? Bork, I, Bork eat mushroom. I've but, fought a lot of yeah. things, but never a ghost. No, Bork, you can't eat ever. the mushroom. The, she needs the mushroom so that I will not die. Oh, okay. Well, Bork, get mushroom. Then he eat you when you die. No, no. This is not a win-win situation here, Bork. Who would... What do I... Bork vote I need, no need something, ghost. I need something to offer the goblin so that he's not going to eat me. Baby? Baby. No. Can you be the baby? No, can't can't be just, Vincent Victor. Just the arm. Victor Vincent... Just the arm, the baby, the baby's arm. Yeah. If we happen to, um, if I can, if I die, I guess, you know, I'm not going to have any opinion about what happens to my corpse, <laughs> I true. guess. But, you know. Edna, well, what do you know about ghouls? I know that they are territorial. They are semi-intelligent and they love the taste of human flesh. Excellent. Darn for being human. We've only got two humans here. Well, they will satisfy dwarven flesh as as goblin. You, however, might be perplexing to them. 
but they still might club you with rocks and then sit on you. <laughs> I think we should go after the mushrooms. Mushrooms it is. Yeah, because, mushroom. Because also we, know there's, a, we, know, we know there's a werewolf around. The mushrooms are closer. We can hopefully get back before nightfall. Friends, let us break fast with this mighty feast here. We'll share hungry. this meal together with the blessings of the dwarven ancestors and proceed on the great mission. Colin's going to start eating while he, the dwarf is talking. I'm not hungry. I really think we should get going. Yeah, so it says the, we need to be back before nightfall. Let's pack it up. I'm really go. not going to take the opinion of a stone of slabs on whether or not I should eat breakfast or not. So I'm going to. It's the most eating. important meal of the day. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, you can have some. Pe- you can go outside and have some pebbles. That was perpetuated by General Mills. Is she going to be serving <laughs> breakfast all day now? The great soldier, <laughs> the great General Mills. Bre- breakfast and is Captain Crunch. <laughs> breakfast is a fad sold to you by cereal companies. It's like sweetest day. It's not a real holiday. Technically, none of them. Don't real forget the exploits <laughs> of the great Count Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you <laughs> fucking vampire. You quickly wolf down your breakfast. <laughs> I caught that there. Yeah. And uh, Edna does say it is important that you return by nightfall. If you are unable to make it back by nightfall, I would head further past towards Fletcher's Rest. Do not come back this way as the creature. Tends to patrol around. Does she gesture her head towards Henry? Yeah. So she gives you uh, basic directions. It's it's just like two Knocks to three hour walk out. to almost straight north. <laughs> uh, there is a a pond of just like stagnant water, sick? colored red. It looks like blood, but it's probably sulfur. And uh, the mushrooms grow in and around that area. There's also like a shallow cave where the ghouls are known to uh, to rest. So um, for the for, for the most part, you're able to walk there without a lot of trouble. You don't have to make the rolls you were making before about getting lost. So it's just you guys can walk that way. And ghouls come out in the daytime as well as night. They don't care. They uh, they are predatory at night, but they are active in the day. They you know like if you come into their territory, they're probably going to be aware of it. Okay. So let's try to ambush them in their cave, I think. Because if we go straight for the mushrooms, they're just going to they're gonna ambush us instead. Because they'll know we're there. Bork is definitely confused now. He thought mushrooms and ghosts were two different directions. The ghouls. The ghouls are with, with the, the mushrooms. mushrooms the Bork. ghosts are with the Don't Don't boys. waste your breath, stone man. Explaining this to the goblin beasts. <laughs> he doesn't have breath. So yeah. the mushrooms <laughs> are outside of the cave? They, well, I they, have no breath to waste. Don't, in that don't waste your winded clock, Stone Man. <laughs> the, the mushrooms, go. the mushrooms grow probably on the banks of this pond. Well, let's let's just set the cave on fire, okay? <laughs> and then and then we pick mushrooms. Are I'm they okay with that? Are the ghouls intelligent fire enough? Fire would burn mushrooms. So we're going to head to towards the cave, and then to the pond. Yes. Okay, that's our goal. Are Boom. the ghouls intelligent enough to know why most people are probably in their territory? What they don't care what they're seeking or. Is it just another meal that meal on wheel essentially? Just meals on wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's done them the service of the wheel, yeah. having to go. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, what, what do you call caravans? Meals on what caravans? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. So you guys set out. It's probably about nine o'clock in the morning at this point. It should only be like a three hour walk there. So as Two long hours as hours for breakfast. As long as you don't have a six hour delay, you should be able to make it back in, in plenty of time. Yeah, convenient. That was foreshadowing for the six-hour delay that's about to happen. <laughs> oh, we got a rain delay. You were in quicksand for exactly six hours. So you start making your way through the forest. Who is in front? 
Cyrax was earlier. I assume you are as well. Yep. All right. So Cyrax is leading the way uh, based on the directions Edna gave you. I have the my sword in my hand as well. The The first couple hours are complete without Looking incident. For she actually, she kind of described what the mushrooms look like because you know, there are multiple, but there's a specific one. The bigger, the better. So like if you small, a couple small ones, it really wouldn't help you. And then after about halfway through that second hour, um, there's an area where there's almost like a, it's like a cliff. But it's only like five feet. Like it just sort of drops down. And then out in front of you, you see the pond she was talking about. It's probably about 60 yards across. It's not huge. Looks like it's probably fairly shallow. And it actually connects to the cave. So the water actually laps up right up to the cave. And in the center of the pond, there's a mound of earth that comes up. And there's just all kinds of red cap mushrooms right on that little center island. Well, we're going towards the cave. We're first because we want to make sure we clear out these ghouls before... So they don't ambush us while we're collecting So you can skirt the cave or skirt the pond and get into the cave. Like, you know, your feet would get wet, but you don't have to swim to the pond to go to the cave if that's what you want to do. Are you going to try to sneak up to the cave or are you just going to like tromp on up there? What's the plan? Are ghouls smart enough to set traps? Make an intellect challenge roll. I'm going to go ahead and say. Do I get a boon because I know absolutely nothing about ghouls? You mean a bane? (laughs) I'm going to say I left the baby at the... Did I feel comfortable enough leaving the baby behind? Yeah. 16 plus 4. All right. um, First of all, let's address the issue with the baby because we should have. Do you have the baby with you or did you leave it with Edna? I left the baby with Edna because it's during the day and I felt that was fine. So Edna tucked the baby. (laughs) Under her move. She does tell you that if if something were to happen, she will raise it as her own. Oh, that's what he's doing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm either the biggest I'm like the biggest sap in the world raising this girl you know I dated her for a month and we cuckold. didn't have sex and she's like oh all of a sudden this is your baby see look it's got your hat yeah <laughs> we should name him cuckold no let's name him Victor yeah that sounds good Victor <laughs> and somehow I managed to be pawned off with so based off of your extensive knowledge from the un- undersea adventures uh, you do not think under the sea that okay. uh, ghouls would be smart enough to lay actual traps like tripwires. Like, Bork wonder why we pick fight when we don't need to. Bork, you're not the thinker here. I'm a specialist in war. It's what I do. And this is war with us and the ghouls. Well, I, you know, with it my doesn't na- have to be. I might if, I might know this too with my nature background, but if if you pick mushrooms, then they're gonna come out and attack us and then they'll have the upper hand. How you know? Bork sneaky? I know about ghouls. They're very dangerous creatures. But you pick fight for no reason. Mushrooms are right there. Okay, we'll stay over here, and you go collect them. I want to see Bork camouflage himself in lake leaves. and You go collect them. Bork's sneaky. uh, He can do that. He would prefer to get thrown over to island instead of swimming. Bork knows like water. How are you going to throw yourself back, though? (laughs) Bork not think of that. Yeah. How far away is the island? The the pond's about 60 yards, so it's about 30 yards to the center. I'm a little wiry goblin. Even if I had a perfect spiral, I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> At 17 years old, I'm like the... It wouldn't like, be perfect because I guarantee you Bork would have his tongue hanging out of his mouth, <laughs> wagging like a dog when he spun. Just tell him you'll do it and then just throw him like Yeah, but that's like the, the fletching on arrows. It would help you spin. Then he's just going to make a lot of noise when he's going to spiral. Oh, he'd scream like it'd be fun anyways. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, maybe you can't throw Bork too far. I'm not going to try to throw him because I want to try to sneak up on these things. Uh, I want to stay about uh, 10 yards away from the cave entrance when we sneak up and get my bow ready so I can pick them off. Okay. 
All right. Well, Bork doesn't like the idea of picking a fight where it doesn't exist, so he's going to be sneaky and try to hide. Hold on, Bork. Let me let me let me throw you over there. So what I want to do is get over to the front what? of the cave. You're gonna pull him out from behind the tree he's hiding in, and then just like well, no, he has it before he goes over there. So what I'd like to do is get over towards the mouth of the cave, throw him towards the towards the island, but away from me, and then I'm gonna prepare to ambush whoever comes out. Whatever comes out, you mean? Bork, not okay. Bork want mushrooms. <laughs> Bork, yeah, no, throw I'm going to throw you over to the mushrooms. <laughs> but you just said you can't. I was just kidding. You'll skip on the water. <laughs> Put your, stick, <laughs> st- stick your tongue out. <laughs> It'll help you slide faster. <laughs> Bork will roll up and tuck himself into a little tiny More ball he can. <laughs> And we'll see if, if your spinning torso can fling him across the water like a, a, a skipping. So I'm going to ask, are you actually going to try to throw him to the island, or are you just going to try to throw him to make noise? I'm going to try to throw him in the direction of the island. Okay. So I'm going to have you roll. <laughs> really but I'm going to do more for height so that when he comes down, he splashes really loudly. All right. So I'm going to have you roll a strength challenge roll with three banes. Oh, this is, thank you for killing me. Happy to help. Bork die real quick. <laughs> Shattered bones are easily me- more mended than uh... <laughs> <laughs> a negative five. Are you serious? You don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> he he actually threw out his back as he was picking you up. <laughs> so, so you do ah! like, you do like the hammer throw, like you spin two or three times, hold on to his feet, and he went like a foot. So so Bork's going. Oh! <laughs> It's car sick and throw. He gets very sick. I slip in the mud and just throw him behind me. (laughs) He gets launched into the cave, right? You throw him towards the uh, towards the island in general, the right direction. He goes about eight feet, and then he hits the water the first time, and that's when you realize that the pond's actually very shallow, (laughs) (laughs) and like you basically. Dig into the mud <laughs> that's only about a foot underneath, and you are drowning because you are stuck in the mud face down. And that's when the two ghouls rise up from where they were laying down in the water between you and the pond. Oh, <laughs> so we are in fast turn. And I say, Oh, I almost had you there, buddy. <laughs> so close. And he hears, Colton's just standing there with his mouth hanging open like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to uh, charge one of the ghouls to try to rescue my little buddy. All right. So roll, a, you're making a charge as an attack with a, bo- or a bane, correct? Yes. <laughs> and I have a cumbersome weapon. So since, since it works, I'll basically get two banes and one boon, but then you're a fighter. So now. I'll just have one bane. Yep. Good God. Oh. Opposite Ooh. end of the spectrum. 18. Okay. I did learn that there is no benefit for a natural 20 in this game, but there no, are no. certain things that trigger if you do get higher than a 20 total, uh, but that it specifically tells you that. So um, that's either way that's going to be a hit. So go ahead and roll your damage. Eight damage. All right. So what does that look like? So he just charges over there, and as soon as they rise up, he just puts his bastard sword into the back of one of them, and it then turns towards him, and now it's facing him. Yeah. <laughs> And its mouth sort of elongates, like almost like a snake. Like it unhinges, and it's big enough they could swallow your head. What are they? Are they sort of like they, scaly? Or they look they... like emaciated uh, humans, but with like elongated features. Like their fingers are like 
two times longer than normal. So like Slenderman. Yeah. That's great. All right. Anybody else going on a fast turn? Bork will go on a fast turn. He will use his, can I use my agility to get out of the mud? Yes. So uh, I'll give you one Bane agility challenge roll. Uh, That's a three. All right. You are stuck in the mud. It's stuck in the mud. All right. Rook. Cyrax, help. We, me stuck. <laughs> you're your face is in the mud. Like you're, you're trying to push like almost like a dog trying to come out of a hole, but then your hands are just digging into the mud, and you're getting more and more trapped. It's very cartoony. I will call you stick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rook wants to attack the other ghoul that's in the water. Okay. And he's going to use some trickery. Ghoul in the water. Sorry. Yes. No. <laughs> bark, 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 or bark, bark. No, it's more like. <laughs> I got a 24. That will hit. I don't know if you have anything that triggers on a higher than 20. But oh, I thought you said you knew. I, the certain things do. Like individually. He told me that I had something that like, specifically triggered him. Yeah. Uh, so if I, when I went through your level up, if I didn't specifically say it, no, then I probably don't. No. But I assume in 24. Hits. Yes, that will definitely hit. Awesome. Nothing like dividing our damage. 11 damage. All right. That is a very solid hit. So what does that look like? Uh, as Cyrax was charging for the first ghoul, my arrow goes over his shoulder near missing him and straight into the head of the other ghoul. Fantastic. All right. Anyone else on a fast turn? You take. Can you you take? Yeah, I'm not gonna go. Slow. I'm gonna go slow. Okay, you're going on slow as well. Mm -hmm. All right, Bork, you take six points of damage. Bork's dead. You would have healed. So oh, okay. night. <laughs> well, thank God. <laughs> Bork, Bork did not sleep last night, and Stays no live longer. No, than Bork one did. He was curled up next to the fire. He's, he stayed up picking his nose for twelve hours. Yeah. So you would have gotten your um, health. Your um, healing, whatever, healing rate we're, back. We're not dead. <laughs> you would have made it to the end of one shot, but when we did a two shot, you didn't make it. <laughs> All right, well, work's close to dead, so pull me out of the water. All right, slow turns. <laughs> Play, playing oh, it, actually, well, sorry, that's the creature's turn. You start to shake slowly. Uh, so the my, one... My legs slow down on the kicking. <laughs> so the one that you attacked, uh, Cyrax, is just going to turn and attack you. Okay. Uh, the other one is going to have to move an attack, so he will go on his next turn. Oh, I th that didn't kill him? Did not kill oh, him. Oh, okay. Well, him in the chest, then. Yeah. <laughs> you sounded so disappointed. Well, I thought oh, it killed him. I thought him. you meant Bork. Not no, I'm talking about the ghoul I shot. Did you shoot the same one I hit? No, I oh. shot the other one. No, we're, we're splitting damage. We're splitting damage. Why? Because that's Because it's such, Because, it's because they're trying to kill tactic. Bork, that's it's why. absolutely stupid. Well, yes. It's called <laughs> war for a reason. I got a 16 on First armor that hit me. The stone man turns to you and uh, starts explaining yeah. your error in attacking yeah. a different... Focus my target! Your tactics suck. Focus my target! Focus my target! Stuck, he's stuck in a loop. You take nine points of damage. It uh, it grabs your chest, or your, sorry, grabs your shoulder, grabs your chin, and it's going to like push into your neck back like it's trying to bite you on the neck, but it doesn't really get to bite you because you're stone, so it just keeps pushing. It's like breaking your head off of your body. I'm not happy with that. Seem, seems healthy. <laughs> All right. Um, the other one is going to go on a slow turn because huh. it's going to run up and attack. So anyone else on slow? Oh, it's not attacking me yet? Okay. It's it's heading towards Cyrax. Woo! Okay. She did tell you this was the deadly option, right? You yeah. guys remember that. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. I know we know. Okay. Yeah, I'm, no, I was all for the uh, I'm cool, just glad cool the goblin weapon. decided that he wanted to go to the island first. 
Bork was confused the entire Bork, time. Bork was actually okay <laughs> Don't with blame it on not, Bork. not going to the island, but then some rockhead apparently, you know, decided it was time to launch Stop the talking. goblin into the mud. Like, <laughs> thus. Uh, I gave the him record, what he wanted. Blockhead would have worked too. Okay. Well, what are you doing? Okay. I am going to cast Minor Paradox at the one that's charging towards me. Okay. Yeah. This is a verse. My, uh, my intellect attack roll versus its intellect. Okay. So I whatever I roll, do I add 11? That seems way too long. You add one. I rolled a 17. So what does so, that look like? Uh, um, you cease to exist for one turn. Yeah, but what does it look like? <laughs> I wave my arms in exaggerated motions and then just sort of like convulse. Maybe it looks sort of like a convulsion. And then um, it just sort of... There's this pop noise and it just disappears. It's a good thing Bork can't actually see this because he may think you're having a seizure and you're dead. And my eyes had rolled back in my head too. Yeah. Like, I, you know, it's very. I w- I'm sort of taught by hedge mages. Like, it's very crude. You know, like it's perfunctionary and functional, but it doesn't look good. Right, so there's a loud splashing sound as the ghoul was like charging through the water and then just just gone. <laughs> right. Torin. Torin will run over to the uh, kicking goblin whose legs are moving slower and slower by the second and grab hold of his legs and attempt to rip him out of the mud. All right, make a strength challenge roll. Five. Bork's going to die. You're, you you pull him <laughs> and your feet start to sink <laughs> the down. The dwarf threw out his back. And now you're, you're knee level in the uh, water, but fortunately you're... <laughs> so he's two foot tall. <laughs> you're two foot tall, but fortunately you're upright so you're not drowning. All right. Are you pissed about your muddy beard? That's fine. It'll wash out. Back to fast turns. How long does fast. The, that last for one turn or one round? It didn't specify. It just says they cease to exist. No, it's... it's I think it was for six seconds. Yeah, so I think it, it pops back in mm-hmm. this turn. Yeah. So basically it loses one action. Okay. <clears throat> so I'll still have it go on a slow turn because that's what it was in when it disappeared. Okay. Everybody go fast and pull me out. Fast turns. <laughs> I'll try to pull him out again. Okay, I'm gonna give you one bane because you're now half sunk in the mud. <laughs> Jeez, we're all good. The mud is the worst. Ten. Oh, uh, an eleven. That's all you need. So you. Uh, the, mud, the mud is a worse enemy than the ghouls. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> that was what it sounded like when the the gold disappeared too. Yeah. Oh, take it here, little buddy. Start slapping him on the back, trying to get him <laughs> to like, cough. Even though you two are the exact same height, yeah. just all kinds <laughs> of this. Dark red mud is just pouring out of your mouth. Red mud. Oh, that's mm, gross. Yummy. Yeah, red well, because you got you got mud. beat while you're in the mud too. Ugh. All right. <laughs> so that's, I'm still gonna say that's your action for this turn is not dying. coughing and yeah. not dying. <laughs> I'm okay with that. All right. Anyone else on fast turns? Uh, Rook will take another shot at the ghoul that is still in existence. What's well, the point both... of going slow? Well, no, again? you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You get He's to not... take two. Oh, I didn't. I only took one. I didn't move at all. I guess did I? Well, there was no point moving. Was there? I'm shooting, so there's no point in going slow. I got a lot, 18. That will hit. Lot, actually, it was 19. 20. Anyways. Maths are hard. I know. Maths are hard. I forget all the things I got. This game's so up, crunchy. And it does 12 damage. All right, so this is the damage. one that was trying to... How did you do 12 damage? We had, I had in the agility bonus as well, right? Yeah, so you rolled a okay. d6 plus a d6 plus your agility bonus. Yes. So I rolled a 10 plus 2. There's a big jump from 0 to 1. So this one's like pushing Cyrex's head, and you actually start to see like the rock is sort of cracking near his neck, and then your arrow just like goes right through his brain pan. And for a moment, he looks like Steve Martin with the arrow through his head, and he turns around, (laughs) and then he just falls backwards into the water with a splash. 
Did I get him? <laughs> you got him. All right. So at the moment, there's no one else to attack. You may want to do anything else on the fast turn. You can. There's no present enemies. I don't really understand what I did with oh, the thing. Uh, yeah. I'm going to use my catch my breath. So I'm going to set the clockwork that doesn't breathe. Once I yeah, <laughs> once I see the that there's no more enemies and stuff, I kind of make a airless sigh of relief. And then, He's uh, gonna pull out some stone oil. I don't, I don't know how you catch your uh, breath. Some but, mineral oil. Uh, <laughs> mineral oil. I, I'm good. gonna push the dead ghoul off of me, the one that was trying to break my neck, and I'm just gonna like roll my shoulders and stuff, and the grinding stone. <laughs> Be happy that I'm alive slash dead. Are you gonna do anything on the fast turn, Colton? I'm going to raise my hands and be ready. All right. The ghoul. Because on slow turns, the ghoul reappears back where it left, and it's still charging straight for Cyrax. Ah. But you get to go first. Yeah. I'm going to... Um, since well, would he get to go? Because he didn't get to go. I, I was too busy coughing yeah. and hacking and spitting Since out it mud. went so well the first time, I'm going to... As far as the creature's concerned, nothing happened. Like, it was running. And then just disappeared and, then, and reappeared. Yeah, and, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to try casting one of these spells again and go with uh, unerring dart. Okay. So I'm going to raise, roll my shoulders up and have my arms up here. And then just these little um, needle points are going to appear almost just like like dots in the air. But because they're so thin, you can't see them. And then just launch out of this creature. There's seven of them, in fact. Yes. Exactly seven. (laughs) Yeah, sound like um, look just like little needles in the air just puncturing into this thing in various it's not very accurate it's on air it hits it is very but, accurate actually. yeah yeah it hits but not not maybe specifically where right. i so it does that thing where it's like mid-step and then the yeah. darts hit it and it starts sort of flailing back left and right on the shoulders and then it just falls backwards <laughs> yeah, like into machine the water. gun fire yeah, yeah i'm just like <laughs> and then it falls and it's just just deep enough that it sinks below the surface of the water and then everything is calm that's how you should cast that spell from now on, is you should do little gun motions. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Yeah. I got you. You're dead. Just <laughs> like, just point at it. You. You. Okay. All right. At this moment, there's no other ghouls around, and you have what appears to be easy access to their mushrooms. I've been told this before. <laughs> Dwarf can put Bork down now. Oh, splash. <laughs> I'm gonna, you say I'm I fall, splash. I fall unceremoniously on my butt. The, the, the two inches to the ground? Yeah. My head just barely above the water now, and I will uh, scramble up to like the little mound where where it's dry, and uh, just kind of sit there and catch my breath for a second, um, and then I'll look around for the mushrooms and see if I can pick a few. Yep, they are easily accessible. Torn, however, <laughs> you are sunk down to your knees in mud, so you're gonna have to make a strength challenge roll to get out with Bane or without Bane. I'll say no Bane. Ah, uh, hey, that's gonna fail. All right, so you he actually further. sink a little further. So you're now your waist is now underwater. Tom's beard. All right, anybody else want to go? Um, Bork is getting mushrooms, and the dwarf is slowly sinking. I'm gonna pick up one of the ghouls. Almost in quicksand. It will take six hours to get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a six hour soak. <laughs> well, uh, we got our use out of the dwarf. Just leave him here. <laughs> I, I'm gonna pick up the ghoul and start throwing it. Like, just to see if there's other ghouls that are hiding underneath of the... <laughs> that you notice that he throws the ghouls with a lot more accuracy and talent <laughs> than he threw you. So it almost looks like he did that on purpose. Yeah, and Bork, like, scratches his head, like, what just happened? How did I end up with that? You, you're just not very easy to throw. Aerodynamic. Like, you, you're curled up into a ball. It's harder to throw as a ball. 
Um, his, the his, way was too. I'm essentially <laughs> a green lawn dart. You can't see that, but Rocky yeah. just made a very funny gesture. <laughs> I, I can just shoulder shrug at you. All right. So much as lost. So you start throwing the ghoul, and it does not. No other ones come up. No other ones come up. It was cool. So Bork has plenty of mushrooms. Ghouls have been thrown all around. I'm going to check their cave. All right. Roll an agility check. (laughs) To navigate the terrain around the cave. Actually, make it a... We'll do a perception instead. Okay. Can I help him? I get a... You're busy throwing... I have an 11 perception, so that would mean I get a plus one bonus on whatever I... Yep. Roll. And that was a 12. All right. So you hear the sounds of a ghoul being tossed behind you and splashing intermittently. Splash. Um, But as you go in... uh, The cave's not very deep. About about five feet in, you start to hear... Using my <laughs> nature skill I, and um, magic background, or ghouls magic type creatures, or supernatural, supernatural. So this would fall under that, right? I mean, do I do I think this is the sound of a ghoul breathing or someone with sleep apnea? <laughs> <laughs> you believe it's a ghoul, but this is pr- using my military background. Um, they probably left the ghoul with all the loot in the cave, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> My militia background. I think there might be another ghoul in here. Do we want to check it out or just go? Bork shakes his head. Bork, he, Bork is in the middle of the island. He's yeah, a, I'm like, what, 30 yards away <laughs> I, or whatever? I'm, Bork just shakes his head, and then he like dives down into the underbrush on the mound of... The mound of the uh, Bork, island. The little island there. <laughs> the island, him. the great tracks of land. Bork, come here. I'll throw you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay. Bork doubly hides in the, in the mound. Thinking of better of it, I'm going one. to slowly extract myself from the cave. Do I, is, would that be an agility check? Uh, yeah, let's make that agility check. That is a nine. All right. So you are going to fall. You're going to like slip on a wet piece of stone. <laughs> and you're going to take three points of damage as you sort of fall and clatter what? to the ground and smash Damn. your nose on the ground. Good God. And then you hear the the, bre- the breathing, which is continuous, but it's actually really hard to do that. <clears throat> Suddenly stop. Did you fall on a dead guy and just crush him? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I shit my pants. <laughs> Self-deprecation. So, something, something. Somebody smells something. Actually, back to, you, you should get an insanity point for shitting your pants. Pretty rotten. And then I you mean, start to. I'm gonna hear, do. Am I gonna do one of those slow turns? And it's just like hovering. You, you, uh, you hear like a wet, slathering, slopping <laughs> sound. <laughs> oh, it sounds moist. It definitely sounds moist. Like a towelette? Yes. (laughs) Adult wipe. Does anyone else do anything? Bork's going to crawl out from under the underbrush on the mound, and he'll hop on the back of Cyrax (laughs) to get him back across the water. Because this has worked so many times before. All right. Torrin? You're fording the river. try to extract himself from this sinking situation. (laughs) You have a sinking feeling about this? (laughs) I do. Do I have Bane? Yeah, I'll give you Bane. Shouldn't have asked. Ten? Ten's what you need. Yeah. All right. So you basically hit rock bottom. <laughs> You've now sunk all the way down, and you're able he, to get some he leverage. He hit Cyrax. Uh, much better now that I'm on the rock. Rock bottom. Pound the rock. All right, so you were able to dig yourself out, but you were covered in just that red clay mud all the way from your waist down. It's all in your beard, and uh, it's really gross. 
Rook's fine. You just yeah. Me. What has the other human yeah. been? Human. The been other doing? human is perfectly fine. Yeah, I've just been chilling in the <laughs> standing, tree line. standing there, staring off into yeah. the distance, doing doing human things. You see Colton scramble out of the cave very quickly, as if something's just uh, after my uh, after getting up off my ass. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> Cyrax yells g- out, g- g- "Ghoul!" <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shaggy. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> I've given up all pretense of trying to. Uh, sneak out of the cave at this point. All right, so you're able to get out. I mean, you're loud and... <laughs> I'm just, just going to burst past them yeah. and be like, go run! You're like high-stepping past them <laughs> through the water. So whatever was in the cave doesn't come out of the cave after you. So unless you want to go back and interact with it, you guys are free to leave. I feel like the answer there is... Hell no. What'd I, you find in there, Colton? <laughs> I didn't stay around to look, but it's... It snored louder than that dwarf... And that's saying something. Didn't want to meet it. But I... Oh, I took a nice spell on my ass. Did you see any treasures in there? It's very... Besides the snowing dwarf? It's very uh, dark. I didn't get a good look. Let's go. All right, well, do we need more mushrooms than besides what the goblin collected and probably ate all of them? (laughs) As far as you know... He has more than enough. Key phrase being, as far as we know. I might as well collect some as well. Colton. Just in case he ends up eating his. Colton being the one that um, is relying on these mushrooms is going to uh, do a a little inventory check to see how many and uh, what volume that we've uh, collected mushrooms. Four stacks of 64. Four cans over his satchel for you to inspect. Yeah, I'm going to rummage around. All right. You see four... A couple, couple pieces of bird... A couple bird feathers and random small bits of animals. Ch- chicken and, bones and teeth. Yeah. Ugh, Jesus. Ugh. Human Ugh. teeth. I'm going to start... Might be a, there, might, bones. there might be human I'm gonna, finger or two I, I'm in I'm going to start pitching the random body parts from his knapsack. Hey, right. don't do that. Those bork treat for later. This is disgusting. I'm not eating any mushrooms that's rubbing up on your grody sack satchel bits. There's more mushrooms over there if you don't like them. That's not a satchel. That's some of the skin from the wolves that you guys uh, fought earlier. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's it's the ball sacks of the all skin's the, the tastiest part. Of I thought about going board. there, but I was like, no, not gonna happen. Uh, I'm not carrying around a scrotum on my int- head. It's the intestines, <laughs> a rotten intestinal tract. This thing's most familiar. It's a goat stomach. Yeah. Okay. I this. Guess- I guess that looks like enough there. Yeah, there's a four healthy, plump mushroom caps. Mm, plump. Plump. Yeah. And moist. Mm, moist. I think we plump. should head back now. Who is in front? Not bored. I'll be in front. I'm glad, I'm glad that you're the rock of reason around here. Rocky. That's, that's no. Yeah. No. Mm, that, uh, you tried oh, to make we... it. He's he's made out of stone. Yeah. I see what you tried yeah. to do. Unsuccessful. Bork, even yeah. Bork, even Bork shakes his head in shame. Like, oh, that was Col- dumb. Bad, 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 Colton. That was stupider than being a lawn dart towards the uh, mushrooms. Bork. <laughs> was Bort obviously injured? Yes. Uh, I fell on my ass. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm obviously injured. He's, he has a couple hair flying he's fractures. He's badly injured. I'm down to a quarter of hell my health. If that helps. You're down to a third of your health. Forge Hammer will go up to Vork and tell him that he thinks he can do something for some of your wounds. Oh, what? And uh, so <clears throat> he places his hands over the wounds and, and begins uh, speaking in Dwarven and praying. And <laughs> oh, uh, his hands glow, the area glows, and he feels better. 
for five. Points. Bork is Bork is mystified and dumbfounded, and then he says, "No dwarf helped Bork before." Bewildered because I feel better, but I can't believe that a dwarf made me feel that way. You the Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it on. Bork is more typically dumbfounded than normal because he doesn't know what to think about that. Dwarf, can you do that for someone made out of stone like myself? If it is the will of the gods, then yes. All right, are you going to try to heal the clockwork? Sure, he'll give it a shot. Bork wants to know who God is. Where is he? He's Given missing. He doesn't have any spells left to do that. Oh. <laughs> he'll, Bork, he'll, he'll Bork pray. found Jesus. <laughs> he, will, he'll, he will pray to his gods and see, pray to the ancestor spirits and see if they will do that. They will not. Probably not. So no, he 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 touches you as a priest would, but it doesn't make you feel better. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> never let's, does. Let's not go. There. I say I don't feel anything. This, I think I'm I. ready to go back. This stone is too aged. All I feel is awkward. Got a couple loose pebbles down here. <laughs> Got a couple rub, bits to rub together. Yeah. <clears throat> you sure they've dropped yet? His spells don't affect anything over the age of twelve. All right, so I need uh, whoever's in front, which I believe is Cyrax, to make a perception challenge roll. I'm super excited to not be rotting to death from the inside out now. Well, we still are. uh, (laughs) Twelve. So as you are nearing back where the cottage should be, you hear voices quite agitated, and you're too far to make them out, but it doesn't sound like Henry or Edna coming from the direction you think the cottage should be in. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.